Welcome to the CultureWise Podcast, where God's good news meets the Latter-day Saints with wisdom and grace. Here, we aim to discuss topics related to how followers of Jesus can more effectively reach Latter-day Saints in their relational networks. My name is Daniel Schugert, and I'm joined today by Trip Bumgarner and Dylan Tidwell. Trip and Dylan both have been active in sharing the gospel with Latter-day Saints for some time now. Uh, one grew up nearby here, the other did not, but moved here recently. And I just want to ask them a few questions today about a particular way that they've found helpful in building relationships with Latter-day Saints and sharing the gospel. But first I want to ask, Trip and Dylan, either of you can go first, but what is, what is the reason that you have a heart to reach Latter-day Saints? Yeah, thanks, Daniel, for having us on. I, I think personally, uh, for me, I grew, I've been here for about a decade now, so uh, I just I was not following Jesus. I would say I was agnostic, if anything, and about four years ago, uh, my uncle shared the gospel with me from John chapter 3, and I gave my life to the Lord, and so did my identical twin brother, and we were saved kind of out of Mormonism, so when we were came back, for our senior year of high school, about 90, 95% of the people we knew were Mormon. So that's where my heart to reach them is because I love and care for them. Mm-hmm. And it's, this is my culture, I would say. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us on. Yeah. I, um, I came out here a little over two years ago for about a six-week summer mission trip with a team of college students. And I had been praying for God to send me to a people group that breaks his heart and came out to Salt Lake City. We were on a team specifically in Ogden, Utah, and we're just having a lot of conversations with especially LDS people, but also ex-LDS. And then coming to just ask questions about some of their doctrines of, you know, what is grace? How are we saved? You know, what... What is? How do we know that we're going to be in heaven with God? Mm-hmm. Um, the culture was just very weighty, um, and being very based on what I can do to be in that right standing with God, my heart really just broke for these people that they're trying to climb up, you know, a ladder to heaven. And then in the conversations with the ex LDS folks, you know, you hear the term of the shelf breaking. They have so many questions and doubts of the LDS church that all those questions just pile up and their Mm -hmm. life just collapses. Um, So a lot of people that have a very ill taste in their mouth for the name of Jesus, but not really knowing uh, the person of Jesus. Yeah, so I know both of you really seek to build relationship with Latter-day Saints wherever you go, but one of those specific activities that I think has brought a good bit of fruit, and I've seen it, heard the stories, um, is by connecting with Latter-day Saints and and just other people of of our generation, um, some younger adults, over, over physical activity. Things like, I know you've done pickleball, you've done basketball, you've done volleyball, maybe some others that I'm forgetting, but really utilizing sports, uh, even cornhole, a lot of, a lot of yard, yard uh, games, uh, or whatever other activities. And so I'm just curious, um, how have you used some of those in order to actually connect with Latter-day Saints? 
Yeah, I think for me personally, I choose basketball because naturally I just love to play basketball. I love just people are playing together. You can play pickup ball, like pretty much anywhere you go, you can get a game started and get to know people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I choose to go play basketball, either at the rec center or an outdoor court. And it's just a great opportunity to meet new people and connect with them over a game of basketball, which is a very organic thing to do. Mm-hmm. So you're going there, you're playing, and you're meeting people, you're getting to know them. And the other aspect of that is I usually like to take people with me. So part of my testimony is that my twin brother also came to faith. So we go and do these things together. And it makes it even less scary to go out and to share with people because we're going out together. Mm-hmm. So we know we're going to be having fellowship with one another as we're sharing with people. Um, so that's why I choose to do that. And usually after a game or whatever, people stick around. And you can make small talk. And usually that leads into a gospel conversation. Yeah. Yeah. How is that, how is that connection made? So going from, hey, we're just shooting some hoops, having some fun then bridging it into some spiritual conversation. So this is an example of a few weeks ago, which is a really easy example to bridge that gap. Um, We were playing basketball at a rec center, uh, and we were just talking with the guys during the game, found out one of them is going into the military, wants to be a mechanic. My twin brother was an airborne division. Uh, So we naturally used that as an opportunity to (laughs) share about the hardships of the military, but where he found life and purpose in Jesus through the midst of that. So we were able to speak into his life and give him wisdom. And as we started to do that, he started to open up to us because it was just very organic. We were sharing our life story with him. So he started to share, actually, I'm pursuing Mormonism right now before I leave for the military. So it was just perfect timing. And we were able to warn him about Mormonism and the false doctrine there and point him to truth. And then that same day or the week after, we saw one guy was wearing a cross. So I'm like, that's always a perfect opportunity to just ask them like, hey, are are you Christian? You following Jesus? And then wherever that conversation goes. Yeah. I think two of the main places that that I've been with other groups of believers is playing volleyball and pickleball. So volleyball actually started up. um, There was a team of Christian missionaries that were here uh, last summer, and they met a group of LDS missionaries on the the train. Hmm. And (laughs) they got into conversation. Long story short, the LDS missionaries invited them to – come and play volleyball at an LDS ward right near where we hit, we're going to plant a church. So a few of us went, and there's probably about 40 or so LDS young adults. It's a young single adults YSA mm-hmm. ward. So they would get together every Saturday and play at that specific ward. So yeah, we would just go in and just start striking up conversations with people and eventually, especially being in the ward setting, um, it would lead into spiritual conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just naturally by the environment. Right. Um, and I, I think something that was a key point, too, is like they they were seeing groups of believers coming in, you know, whether it's two of us or whether it's ten of us. And they were seeing that, like, we had a love for each other that they had not really experienced before. 
Um, and that raised a lot of curiosity and questions. I'm just like, hey, where are y'all from? Like, what kind of group is this? And eventually it would lead to us asking them, you know, about their faith. How long have they been LDS? Mm-hmm. Um, what's been their experience in the LDS church? Um, and sometimes that would that would bring up certain topics of, oh, I've actually been doubting these certain things in the LDS church. Mm-hmm. And we would be able to just open up open up the Bible together. Um, and then, yeah, at Pickleball, we, we go down to the same place every week in Kaysville, Utah, and we'll just start building relationships with the people on the court. And typically, you'll see the same people each week. Hmm. Um, so you can kind of continue conversations that you've had. So the dynamic's a little bit different there, but um, that's been really cool. Mm-hmm. To be able to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, one of the things I heard you say was that as you're playing, you're not necessarily pushing forward with the gospel mm-hmm. conversation. You're not really trying to hammer Jesus and the differences between mm-hmm. Christianity and Mormonism. Instead, you're you know asking some light conversation. You're asking, hey, what are you doing? You're going uh, into the Air Force. You're going into college, whatever. And then uh, they're kind of bringing in some of the spiritual conversation. Or they're asking questions because they see your love for one another. Um, mm-hmm. And that allows some fuel for, for you to share and open the word and communicate the truth with them. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. How do you feel like it's been received? Are, are most people... Um, in this environment of playing some some games and sports, are most people pretty congenial and they, they want to build relationship? They want to hear what you're saying? Or, or have you experienced some pushback? Yeah, I've experienced both, honestly. I, I think it's received better than when I go out on the streets to like a mall or another area and I just interrupt someone <laughs> and speak to them. Yeah. Which I have been received in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think less so than I've been received when I'm playing basketball or volleyball mm-hmm. or whatever, because we're doing this to thing together yeah. and I'm not necessarily forcing Jesus onto them, but it, the conversations happen more naturally. Um, so I think it's been received well. I've also been mocked and laughed at too, mm-hmm. but that doesn't happen as often. Uh, very rarely. Mm-hmm. Usually people stick around and want to build relationships. That's why they're there and not hiding in their basement or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's why they're out playing sports. It's because they want to have community. They want to build relationships. So it's a perfect place to build relationships with them and push them towards Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think something that I pray all the time going into these spaces is... You know, Jesus, help me love these people like they've never seen love before. Mm, yeah. Because a big thing in the LDS church is all of their lives, they're held to this perfect mold in their society. And the majority of people have kind of this like facade um, on, especially in like a religious setting. So if you go to Timble Grounds and have conversations with people, there's going to be some level of uh, a front that they'll put on. Yeah. Or if you go to an institute class, 
um, and engage with those students, there may be some something that they're still hiding. But in the sports setting, a lot of people's, uh, you know, their walls are kind of down mm -hmm. to a certain extent. And so it allows you to be able to actually like really step into their life and show them what it looks like, like and say like, hey, I want to bear your burdens. Um, the majority of them are struggling, like either mental health issues or they're just struggling with doubts of whether it's the LDS church or whether it's of God, who is God. Mm -hmm. um, and they're very afraid to talk about these things. So being able to go in and just take that approach and just ask inquisitive questions about their life, they typically want to have those conversations. Hmm. Um, but sometimes it takes uh, a little bit of time to knock down what I call the awkward wall. Hmm. Yeah, and it, it seems to be a little bit easier for that to take place while doing some type of physical activity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that awkward wall you're thinking is just the the hardship it it is for people to be vulnerable and open up. But mm -hmm. once they do, man, it it opens up a lot of good conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And even the thought of you know the older generations within the LDS Church um, kind of have this stereotype towards say Southern Baptists. Mm. You know, if a Southern Baptist walks up to you and starts talking to you about the gospel, um, sometimes it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Um, but if we're in this space and we're getting along in relationship and then we're talking on the sideline of the pickleball courts or volleyball, I say, okay, you know, I'm actually kind of intrigued by these people. Mm-hmm. Because they are different, but they're also not like, they're not hostile. They're not yeah. approaching me very upfront, necessarily. I'm hearing you say a couple of things. I was going to ask the question, uh, why specifically is playing games and sports to connect with Latter-day Saints a good contextual approach? Um, you already answered a couple, in a couple ways. One is that it really breaks down that awkward wall. It, it opens up people's vulnerability to more conversation um, it, it really opens people to curiosity about, uh, who you are and what your church is. From either of you, is there, is there any other thing uh, that you think is just really helpful? Why, why is this such a good move with Latter-day Saints specifically? Yeah, I, I think Tripp made a, a really good point, um, when he said like they notice something different and well, him, but believers in general, uh, cause when you're out playing, like people are tends to be who they truly are like, yeah. on the yeah. basketball court. Like if they're arrogant, their arrogance starts to come out or their pride starts to come mm -hmm. out or they're, you know, they're cocky or whatever. Um, but when like me and my twin brother go and we bring other believers with us, like we act completely different. Mm -hmm. um, we try to go in there with humility and love. We're encouraging people. We're saying good job, even to the opposing teams. Yeah. Um, so even by our lives, they see and they notice something different in us. Mm. Um, so I think that's why it's good, like a good way to go and reach them. Mm -hmm. And I think because they notice that we're different, 
when we start to share that, like why we're different is because of Jesus, mm-hmm. then like Chip was saying, they're, they're intrigued and want to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'll share two quick stories. Um, both of them while we were playing pickleball in the past few weeks, um, we were playing against this married older couple, um, mm-hmm. both LDS, um, and playing against them in pickleball, and they were very good. Um, and while we were playing, um, they noticed, and we were kind of like neck and neck with each other. And it's because you're very good. I mean, <laughs> we've been playing for a little. Bit. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, they would notice, like, if they hit really good shots on us, say they, like, slammed the ball on us, like, our response is like, oh, man, that was great. That was a great shot. You know, they put it in the corner. That was great placement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, say, we hit a really good shot. Like, we don't get all kind of puffed up um, and just kind of, like, keep moving on with the game. And a comment they made after the game was just like, we didn't expect y'all to be so good because you seem very like humble. Yeah. It said like, you don't really seem like you actually want to express that you're really good. And then they literally just asked like, why is that? Wow. And just straight up got to tell them like, you know, Jesus has changed my life and we want him to increase Mm -hmm. and us to decrease. Um, and so they actually wanted, they got our numbers and said, Hey, we would love to have you over for dinner. Um, asked us to come over to their like family dinner on Sunday night and then asked, Hey, we would love to play again. We love playing with you guys. And then another story, this was a week or two ago. Um, so two people that we typically go out with, um, started playing in a game with a young adult LDS and after the game, um, just they didn't even mention anything about faith, but um, one of the other players came up to them after and said, hey, I can tell you guys are different, and I don't know what it is, but I've been doubting the LDS church, hmm. and I feel like I need to ask you, do you have the answers? Mm-hmm. And they just literally opened up their book bag and pulled out the Bible hmm. and just started talking about Jesus. So, yeah, kind of like what Dylan said, like, they see the fruit of your life as a follower of Jesus, and they're very intrigued by it, that it's just kind of a natural thing. Yeah, that's really good. So are are most people just one-off connections, or are you able to actually build ongoing relationships with some of this? Yeah, um, I think initially they end up, they're typically just kind of a one-time thing but i would encourage more than anything to have like a regular regular gathering place in terms of being consistent with like every wednesday night we go and play pickleball at this one one pickleball court Mm -hmm. and we're building relationships with those people so we're seeing them each week and then with volleyball we went to the same location with the same group of people on Saturday nights. And through that, um, those continued engagements, there was deepening relationship with the people and therefore deeper theological conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, 
deeper conversations about life experience. Um, so, for example, about a year and a half ago, we were playing volleyball in the LDS ward. And I always just be praying for God to work in each of the people and even praying for the people by name after we get to know them. And there's a specific guy named Skylar. And he actually told me a few weeks ago that uh, he didn't like me at first. <laughs> um, and he said it was because he saw that I had a contentment that he didn't have, um, that I wasn't wrestling internally like he was. But he said over time, um, he began to really like draw into that and desire to know why. But yeah, we would pretty much just talk small talk each week and just pray for Skylar. And we would get into conversation about his LDS experience and my experience of following Jesus. Um, and that, yeah, that relationship has built a lot over time. Hmm. There's been a lot of fruit from that. So how would you encourage our listeners in this realm? Are there, are there ways that you might encourage them to step out and get involved in a certain way or specific considerations that you think are helpful? Yeah, I would encourage uh, to you to choose something that you're already passionate about, um, whatever that may be. Um, if it's basketball or volleyball or pickleball, maybe it's softball or swimming, whatever it may be, like you're already passionate about it. So you're going to enjoy doing it while you're there. Um, and I would encourage you to just go somewhere consistently uh, so then you can build relationships with people. And again, I would encourage to go with other believers, bring them with you mm -hmm. um, so that you guys can do that together. And that's a great opportunity to disciple others and to raise up other people to go and do the same. Mm -hmm. So that'd be my encouragement. Um, yeah, and just look for opportunities to love people, to serve them. Let your life be a testimony, the fruit of your life and how you live. And share real life experience with them, share truth with them, Bible verses, whatever it may be. Like there's no one answer to it. Mm -hmm. I think the answer is to follow Jesus, walk in the spirit and to go out and to love people. Yeah, I would say, yeah, two things specifically. Like Dylan said, definitely having you know, brothers and sisters to walk alongside is incredibly encouraging and it it can give greater boldness in taking opportunities so whether that is like you know someone that you see as like a mentor for yourself um, as an encouragement or someone that you are you are discipling as well so just seeing my brother Connor uh, he gave his life to Jesus about two years ago and he started coming to volleyball and to pickleball and these different things and watching the intentionality with engaging with the LDS people, Connor began to learn how to do that himself. And now he's going out to volleyball, to pickleball mm -hmm. and doing these things on his own or bringing other people with him. Um, and he's doing it confidently. Um, we've seen that in a couple of different people that have started to come alongside us. And then the other thing is just really spend time praying before 
going into these spaces just as like preparing your own heart and for God to open up specific doors. Um, and then in that space, really just asking God to like show you, is there a specific person you want me to talk to or anything specific you want me to say? Um, God has answered those prayers in, I mean, huge ways um, in the past few years. It's been really encouraging to watch God um, work through answering prayers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just walk in boldness. And I think sometimes the Lord gives you just crazy ideas that doesn't seem uh, normal because it's not. Because, you know, the Lord gives us boldness and courage. Like, don't go out in your own strength. Then you're just going to be fearful and you're not going to do anything. But if you go in His strength, then He opens up doors for you to proclaim the gospel. Um, so I just, I praise God. We pray through Colossians 4 um, at the very end. Uh, I do consistently that our speech would be seasoned with salt. And um, the rest of that chapter, that just that the Lord would open up a door for us to proclaim the gospel. And um, there's been times where, uh, a couple of times where like the full volleyball court, there's a bunch of people or there's um, the basketball court's full. And I like halfway through, I uh, just felt like the Lord impressing upon me to like preach to the entire crowd. And instantly I'm like, nope, there's no way. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And I just get super like afraid. I start like sweating a lot. Like there's no way that's that, there's no way that's from you, God. Mm-hmm. Why would we why would I do that? So, but then as the night progressed, like in that moment, God strengthened me and gave me the boldness to do that. Mm-hmm. So I would say just like go out. Just go. And as you go, God will strengthen you. Mm-hmm. Whatever that may be, and it will look different. It may be proclaiming it to everyone there, or it may be one-on-one or in a small group. Like, it's going to look different. The Lord just wants you to be faithful to go. Mm -hmm. And as you go, you will see wonderful things happen. You will have testimonies that we shared tonight. Like, things will flow from that. And you will start to have amazing stories. And you can start to encourage and to exhort other brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Like, the Lord is already doing a mighty work. And He's inviting you into it. So, I would say, take Him by the hand and follow Him into it. And it's going to be an amazing journey and an amazing event- adventure. And you will grow from it mm. in an amazing way. Yeah. And I think, kind of to add on to that, just two exhortations and one story. One of them being like what Dylan said, like we typically go into a space and like ask God for opportunities. Mm -hmm. And then there's so many opportunities around us, but we don't actually take them because they're not like in our face. Mm -hmm. But instead going into the time and like, even as I see a specific person, whether I have built a relationship with this person or am about to go and talk to them for the first time, I will pray, God, bless this opportunity that I'm about to take. Mm -hmm. Bless this person's heart. Mm -hmm. Lead me in this conversation to the gospel. And really trust like the Lord's going to lead you in that opportunity as you press into those people. And the second thing is remember why you're going. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's been a huge thing for me is like, I love playing pickleball. I love playing volleyball. I love going snowboarding, but sometimes I can go for the pickleball, for the volleyball, and then leave the time and realize, oh, I wasn't even like looking for conversations. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to get to the next game. So I think that's a a big thing um, to remember is like, why am I going into this space? Um, And really just taking the opportunities as they come. Pursue people out of your comfort zone and see what God does through that. Um, So a story with that, um, I mentioned my buddy Skylar that I met a year and a half ago. Um, We had lost contact after playing volleyball, and it was about um, two months ago or so that uh, he reached out or I reached out, and he came a few weeks ago to play um, pickleball with us. Mm. Basically, while everybody was playing, um, Skyler was just really off. He had mentioned to me that he was going through a really hard time over text, and I felt the temptation of thinking like, oh man, I really just want to play pickleball. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was just the reminder of like, well, maybe it would be good to to have this conversation with Skylar, what's going on. And I pulled him aside and he starts talking about um, basically this really messy situation Um that he's been going through relationally. We talked through a lot of that and it led to basically like Skylar just broke down in my arms. Um, And he said, dude, I haven't talked with anybody about this Mm -hmm. because they've never really experienced true community, people that can truly bear their burdens with them. He said, I've been needing to get this out for a month now. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, two of the believers that were there saw that we were having the conversation. They were praying that God would open Skylar's heart to a gospel conversation. And then Skylar asked if we could sit down on the side of the courts and talk more. And whenever we sat down, he started talking through how the the LDS uh, church's influence had basically destroyed his marriage. Hmm. Um, It was very, very manipulative um, situation. And he started talking through that and he was really getting to the characteristics of God within the LDS church. And it led into the conversation of like, what does it mean that God loves unconditionally yeah and uh, long story short um we got into a very long conversation on what jesus has done for us on the cross and his pursuit of us as as the husband and the bride being his church um, and him laying down his life for his bride and at the end of that conversation uh, Skyler basically, um, he made the decision. I, I want to know, I want to know Jesus, and he gave his life to the Lord. Um, 
And that was after a year and a half of mm-hmm. playing volleyball yeah. and playing pickleball and just taking whatever opportunities we could to really just love on Skylar and share truth with him. So that's been one of the big encouragements mm-hmm. the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. That's just so, so encouraging to hear how God is working. Yeah, thanks for joining today. Thanks for providing some insight and encouraging us in this particular area. Again, this is the CultureWise podcast where God's good news meets the Latter-day Saints with wisdom and grace. 